There you are, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> nice. God damn, I missed you. Light. Can we turn some lights off? No, it's perfect. No, I just get naked. On there. Wow. <laughs> you got the Dale Hunter 3 behind you right now. Yeah. Fucking praise Dale, praise Dale. <laughs> That's amazing, especially because of the video that just got shared on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I know. That was, why, that was why I made it a point to say it was behind me. I figured y'all would appreciate that. Tyler sent it to me. It's like, where are you sitting at, Blake? It's like you sitting in a booth at a restaurant or something. I'm in my fucking car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice Kid skyline you- in your car. Kids are too goddamn loud in the house to record in the house, so I record in my van. Ah, okay. In San Francisco. In San Francisco. I drive all the way out here just to record. (laughs) Gotta sit right by the bridge, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Your wife would be pissed. Mad as fuck. (laughs) She'd be like, where'd you go? I'll be back in like 38 hours. (laughs) Yeah. I gotta go record. Welcome to the Metaldas Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Sanford. And I'm your other host, Blake Talica. And welcome to this week's edition of MFF Mondays. Uh, this week we've got our good friend, Jason Kroll, who is the chapter head for And Justice for Indiana. How's it going, man? Not too bad. How you guys doing? Been too long. Been too goddamn long. Yes, and coincidentally enough, I think this is actually the anniversary of when we met a couple of years ago, isn't it? Uh, it might be. I mean, close to it because it was uh, what, 2014 in uh, Montreal. That's it, yeah. It's either today or tomorrow, so one or the other. So happy yeah. anniversary. Woohoo! Seven years ago already? Man. Oh my gosh, that is hard to believe. Go back and look at pictures and you can see how everybody's changed and stuff since then. Go back and see how fucking drunk y'all were in that bar. That devil bartender. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I need to look her up. How would you even find her? Do you know her name? No. (laughs) Just look up the bar so you can go from there. Unemployee stats. That's funny. Yeah. So heavy Montreal. Uh, that was our first Met Club party. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. That's like it's weird how that was the several people's first Met Club. I know it was Josh and Stephanie's first Met Club party. Our first Met Club party. Yours was that. Um, had you met um, Jake before then, or did you know him already? Um, no, that was the first time I actually met Jake. Well, no, no, I take that back. I met him in 2013 in Detroit outside of my hotel for the Orion Festival. 
Because oh, I saw okay. him pull up outside in his Ford Raptor that has the, the coiled snake and stuff on it for the Black Album. And I um I went out and approached the truck, was taking pictures, and I made this truck go viral that weekend. Everybody was reposting it and sharing it and everything like that. So I forget he has that truck. I mean, it is ridiculous looking. It's pretty cool. Yeah, um, he, he yes, still right has here. it because uh, recently I was in uh, North Dakota in June. He actually just got married, and he said he still has my truck. So your truck he keeps it clean so I can take it. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> At least he takes care of it for you. Yeah. That's nice of him. Dude. Yeah, I saw he got married. We have to have him on the show soon. He's a super cool dude. Yeah, he is. He's real cool. Yeah. He's got some cool stories, too. Because he's that airplane pilot and whatnot, so. But he's a lot braver than me because he gets in one of them like crop duster planes and just just takes yeah, off. Yeah, like pack of gum with wings kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> like we're flying to Miami in uh, November for those show that one show, and I'm already shitting my pants. I couldn't imagine doing it in a little plane. I'm surprised you're flying. I figured you would drive since you're so close. Well, we got to be back in Atlanta the next day, so. Oh, okay. And then right back in Florida the next week. So <laughs> we really just don't want to do all that driving. It'll be interesting to see, you know, to make sure everything's still happening or what, because, you know, stuff's slowly starting to close again. I'm seeing Foo Fighters canceled some shows and Lint Biscuit canceled some shows and – yeah, hopefully with Florida being as, uh, what's the word, um, care, we'll call it carefree <laughs> as they are, um, as long as the band doesn't pull the plug, I don't see the Florida shows getting canceled. I could definitely see a few of the other ones happening, though. Let's hope that also since it's in November and like three months now, that maybe we'll see a decline by then and... Hopefully they'll hold their breath up until that point and not cancel it three months early and then November comes and nothing's going on. Right. So we'll see. Um, so, of course, we're, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, but we want to know, let's hear about you for a minute, dude. How did you first get into the band? Well, this is a funny story. Um, it was probably, it had to be 88 or 89 maybe. I was actually at a church camp. And believe it or not, the counselor that was staying in our dorm, he played the Injustice for All album. So the first song I ever heard was Harvester of Sorrow. From then on, I was hooked. I mean, that's all it takes. Yeah. Harvester. <laughs> At church camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And I mean, you know, when I got home, I, I basically went to the record store and was like, okay, give me this album, that album. Let me get them all. Yeah. Then, you know, I had to rebuy them all because now I needed them on CD. So. Yeah, I was, bought was multiple vinyl, albums. Was vinyl the main way of listening to albums in 88, 89? Or were we on tape shit? 
Uh, we're on tape. Well, I was on tapes, and I don't know about, you know, everybody else, but. Well, Tyler and I were non-existent in 88 and 89, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the year my parents got married was in 89 or something like that. So, uh, what about, so you, you get the records and you, you, you know, burn them out. Obviously, when did you pull the trigger and finally get to see a show for the first time? My first show wasn't until the Madly and Angry with the World Tour in 04. And, oh, uh, Indiana. It had a uh, Godsmack as the opener. How'd you like that? They they impressed me. I I liked them beforehand, but they they definitely impressed me more than <coughs> expecting. So what you're saying? They were better than Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> mm. I mean, I you know I, I liked them back then more than I do now. I'll say that much. It's just you know how it is. Godsmack kind of changed and all that, but yeah, that's. That's another story, you know. That's another podcast. Yeah. So, I'm trying to – we've been pulling up set lists for everybody. Uh, does – let's see. Does August 19th sound correct? Um, At the Concesco Fieldhouse? Yeah, Consigo Fieldhouse. Yeah, that sounds right. It was 2004 because we got like Frantic, St. Anger, No Leaf Clover, Fade to Black. Um, Dang, the fact that you remember that set list so well because I'm looking at it right now. And sure enough, uh, open. I, re- yeah, I remember actually uh, James had to stop during Fade to Black during his solo because somebody had threw something at him or whatever. I don't know what it was, but. You know, he he basically halted the whole concert and called the person out. I don't know. If, I don't think they ever found who it was, but I would be pissed. And you know, at, after that, they just picked right up, right from where they were after they stopped. You know, had I Kurt imagine. pick up from his little solo. You know, I imagine if that happened today, like that particular person may not survive getting out of the show, like because that. That's so frustrating to be there and try to listen, and then someone gets them interrupted. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it opened with Blackened, and then yep. Fuel, Fuel, and then your song, Harvester of Sorrow. There you go. That's pretty fortunate. The first song you ever heard shows up on your first show. Yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. Fade to Black, Frantic, No Leaf Clover, I Disappear, St. Anger, Bass solo, Sabbath True, Creeping Death, Battery, Rome, Nothing Else Matters, Master Puppets, One, Inner Sandman, and then they ended with uh, Jump of the Fire slash Seek and Destroy. So, that's a good set list, dude. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not bad for a first one because, I mean, you know, look, look how far and in between they play those songs nowadays you know yeah we're still waiting for a St. Anger song and we've seen them a few times yeah but I've actually seen it a few times yeah just rub it in Jason <laughs> I, I think I think I only heard Frantic that one time I'm not sure if I ever heard it again 
Didn't they play it in the um, – no, the St. Anger. I was going to say the Pepsi Coliseum shows. No, they played at St. Anger. Yeah. St. Anger, and they did Unforgiven 2. And... Yeah, fuck you. Keep rolling it in. Damn it, man. <laughs> I was kicking myself in the ass for not going to those shows. I was texting you the whole weekend. Yeah, that was that was an amazing weekend for sure. I mean, what was that? Um, what it was was they closed down the. I think it was like the Pepsi Coliseum or however you say it. And then uh, two days later, they opened the brand new arena, which is like the Videotron or something like that. All Canadian things. Yeah. Oh, it was in Canada, huh? Yeah, it was in Quebec City. Yeah, Quebec gets amazing shows. Yeah, that was that was a great weekend. I mean, as before, it was a great pre-party and everything. I mean, there's just a great group of people up in Canada. I mean, we do love all our Canadian Metallica friends. Yes, we do. The the um everybody else just seems to do it right. Let's just say that Canadians and apparently the Europeans do it correctly too. So, uh, have you ever seen a show in Europe? No, that's that's my goal one of these days before they call it a quits. You know, I'd love to go at least to a couple. I don't want to go over there just for like one because I don't think money wise it would be worth it. Right, you might as well hit three or four if you're going to already be over there. Yeah, and I'm I'm not one to go over there and see festivals that are like three or four days and all that. Yeah, that sounds miserable. Yeah. Yeah, their festivals are flipping massive. (laughs) So, (laughs) I can't even imagine. So, um, well, if we're fast-forwarding to today, how many times have you you seen them? Uh, As of today, it's 43. What about tomorrow? Is it still 43? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. For well, a few more three. Anyway. What are you hitting this year? I know obviously the 40th. Um, Just Atlanta and the 40th as of right now. Well, at least we we'll get to see I, you in Atlanta. I couldn't get, couldn't get through for Hollywood for anything, and those tickets were just crazy expensive, so I'm not too upset. No, like they're insane on the resale market. Uh, yeah. We, we got really lucky with those. And got them on uh, the Met Club pre-sale. Yep. Well, I'm excited to get to see Atlanta, dude. It's going to be cool. Of course, we're going to be exhausted from <laughs> traveling, but I'm excited nonetheless. I'm interested to see what I'm they're... Skipping. You guys get to Atlanta. Do what? That's a hop, skip, and a jump for you guys to get to Atlanta. Well, we'll be coming from Hollywood, so hopefully it'll be problem three Rob, uh i'm interested to see what their set lists are gonna be because it's a non-album run and i don't know i mean obviously it's gonna be a festival quote-unquote set list but i don't know i just am interested to see what they're gonna be doing i have a feeling they might be a little do something a little bit more special in hollywood than, That's what I'm hoping. Then Atlanta, you know, I, I think Atlanta will probably be pretty standard. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath for anything, but 
you know, one or two little special numbers wouldn't hurt my feelings. What I think would be really cool is if they did one of the nights in San Francisco, if they did it like by request, this way let the, the real fan club decide. Oh, like God damn. It was just anybody could vote. I don't think they're dumb enough to do that. <laughs> We're just being honest. Because no. they would fucking hate the set list if we got to pick it. <clears throat> yes. Because you know Fixture's going to be on there. And they don't want to do that unless they decide they want to do it. So They would have to go into some conditioning to make sure they yeah. got enough strength to play all this. <laughs> oh, shit. Because you know it'd be the, the, the heavy hitters, too. It's going to be like Dire Z, Black and Battery. Uh, yeah. Like all of those ride the lightning, you know, there it's not gonna be, it would not be an easy set to say the least. Something I thought of the other day is now, granted, they would have to add two additional songs to their standard 18, but what if they went through and did two songs from every album? I would be cool as fuck with that. Yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, you know, I'd like to see what they pull out. I don't know. I just thought that'd be cool. Because then you'd have to you get two songs from St. Anger, two songs from Low, two songs from Reload. Uh, you know, all that. Of course, I'm just shooting myself in the foot on this one because I'm not going to be there. So right. don't do it. <laughs> but happy for you guys, though. I, I didn't be able to enjoy you guys being able to experience that, so. Yeah, definitely most excited about those, obviously. Yeah, we're we're bummed we're not going, but you never know. We might hit the lottery before December. There you go. So, speaking of since it's the uh, since it's our anniversary of uh, Heavy Montreal, what did you think of the opening acts before Metallica? Were you talking about like baby metal and stuff like Specifically that? Specifically baby metal. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> I, I didn't know what don't... to say. I was just kind of. I watched them for about five minutes. I was like, "Okay, see ya." For those of you who don't know Jason, um, one of my favorite pastimes at a festival with him is watching him watch the opening bands. Um, Lollapalooza 2015 has been my favorite experience for that, if nothing else. Exactly. Some of the worst shit I've ever sat through, and if you were there and you enjoyed it, I'm sorry. But, um, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody more miserable until Metallica came on the stage than I did that day. I was pleased at Heavy Montreal with Anthrax, though. I thought they put on a great show. Oh, yeah, I mean, they, they had some other, like, later on in the day, the bands got better. You know, they had Lamb of God, and they had Hate Breed, and Anthrax, and I think even Body Count was on there one day, and I can't remember who else, but I didn't I didn't really roam off to the other side stages, like where the back off in the woods kind of thing where they had like the wrestling ring at and the side stage. Yeah. I didn't really go off too far. I mean, I checked it out, but 
I don't think we left the rail that day. Yeah, that was one of the like one of the only festivals that I really barely even remember anything about the festival because I didn't do anything. I, we literally just walked right in, got our rail spot, maybe left to get a food vendor or something. But other than that, that was it. So I don't know anything that happened on that. Um, yeah, how yeah. we had to like take that monorail train thing to the island. Oh, that was a motherfucker. Yeah, especially after the show was out. That was horrible. Yeah. I remember waiting in line, and there was a Coke machine, and the motherfucker didn't work. I was so goddamn mad. <laughs> well, and then I remember having to walk back to our car after that. And like It was a couple blocks away, and then... There's a whole story that happened to me and Blake after that. It was just nightmarish. So, well, I, I got lucky because um the hotel I stayed at was actually one of the stops, so I just had to walk down a little bit and then basically take the elevator upstairs. And I was in the lobby of my hotel. Yeah, we left that show and uh, drove back to America that night. Oh wow! Oh, it was yeah. a huge mistake. We could have we should have come and stayed with you. <laughs> yeah see we met you could have why not oh my god dude it was a literal nightmare like we drove we got into America and we're like we'll find a hotel it's fine no come to find out there was like some sort of bass fishing competition happening in one of the lakes or something and every hotel was booked so it's of course It was not good. Um, so what are the, uh, other than the 40th, what are some of the other shows that you've made it to that you would say have, that would make it like into your top five? Um, I was lucky enough. I got to go to Webster Hall show in New York where there was maybe a thousand to 1500 people at the most. And uh, what that was, was you had to enter a contest to win to buy tickets. And the tickets were only like $25 or $35. And one of our friends, he won but couldn't go and send it to another friend of ours. And he basically offered it to me and was like, you know, he let me know on like a Monday afternoon. And the show was Tuesday night and was like, can you get here? I was like. Yeah, I'll get there. So, yeah. Lucky I, I drive if I have to. I'll be there. Well, I, I mean, I basically took the red eye out of Chicago Monday night, last plane, last seat. And I got into New York at, it was like close to midnight or a little after. And then, I mean, we ended up going over to the venue at like three or four in the morning and sat outside. And then after a while, they came and said, you couldn't. So we just went across the street and sat outside. And so I think all told that we were outside like about 17 hours, maybe, or something like that. Oh, that. That's weird that they wouldn't let you stand outside the venue, though. I guess because they could, thought y'all were just loitering. Well, because, uh, you know, the funny thing was, was um, at one point, the, the semi actually pulled up and they unloaded all the gear, took it right in the front door. We saw Big Mick. We saw... You know, everybody going in there. 
at like two o'clock in the morning. No, it was it wasn't that, but it oh. was just like you know, random time during the day. I guess they just didn't want too many people like gathered up or something. Or gotcha. I can and see then, uh, how that would make them nervous. <laughs> then I also went to um, another good show. Was I went to Yankee Stadium for the Big Four? That was pretty neat. Um, is that I know the one they broadcast? Huh? Is that the one they broadcast? Uh, like um, in the movie theaters or some shit? No, that was the one they did. That was from uh, Bulgaria. Okay. Yeah. And that was that was cool because that was the time that Anthrax came out with their album Worship Music, and they actually gave them a key to the city and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool to see that. That's awesome. And I mean, of course, you know the S and M two shows were on the yeah those those were up fun. At the top too. I mean. Yes. And then I did uh, I did the night before the Super Bowl in 2016. Yeah, I remember that one. That that seemed like a fun show. Yeah, that was pretty cool. They they actually broadcasted that one. I remember that. Now, did you do the sound check the night before? Yep, I actually won passes for that one. Yeah. What did they uh, do for that? Um, they they just. You know, they, they played a little bit of a song and then they just like stopped and switched to something else. Like they played some of the songs, they would just like play the instrumentals for a while and then just stop all of a sudden and flip to something else. And it was it was pretty cool. Hmm. How many pe- people were there, would you say? Um, I don't know, maybe... Two to three hundred or something like that. Possibly more. I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. in an empty baseball stadium, you know, you turn around and it's just like the lights are all turned off behind us. That's crazy. That's cool though. Well, I have yeah. you to thank for my first night at S and M too. So I appreciate you letting me buy your ticket. Oh, no problem. Because <laughs> I've shared my story a couple of times of how like. We flew in, and I was not going to rest until I had that in my hand. So, Yeah, but, I mean, you know, Blake knows me. He knows I wouldn't have sold it off from underneath you. I mean. Oh, I know. I just – but, you know – I mean, you know how it is. Like, until you until you just know for sure, it's going to bug you. So. Uh, completely understand. All right, let's see. So, we're going for a little bit. Did Blake send you the questions? Uh yeah, he sent me the questions. Okay, cool. Uh let's we'll we'll kick that off. So uh question number one is what is your dream set list? Well, I'll just say ahead of time I'm probably gonna catch flack for this, but I mean it, it changes day by day. You know how it is. Oh yeah. Yep. If you'd asked me today, it would be different from the one I gave three weeks ago. So So do you want me to just go down the list or yeah, let's do it. Okay, song number one is Creeping Death. Number two is Hero of the Day. Three is Bell Tolls. Four is Battery. Five is All Nightmare Long. Six is Injustice for All. 
Seven is Wasting My Hate. Ooh, that's a good one. Number eight is Leper Messiah. Nine is Just a Bullet Away. Ten is Some Kind of Monster. Eleven is Holier Than Thou. Twelve is Fade to Black. Thirteen is Damage Incorporated. Fourteen is Blackened. Fifteen is Whiplash. Sixteen is Memory Remains. Seventeen is Through the Never. Eighteen is The Thing That Should Not Be. Nineteen is Astronomy. And I have them closing with Dyer's Eve. That's an action-packed set list, sir. I think Lars would probably be mad at me if he seen that I did this. I think he'd no be dead at the end of that set. Knowing <laughs> that his legs probably break or something. I don't, I don't know if his knees can handle that anymore. I think the most surprising one on there for me, though, would be Hero of the Day for number two. Was that right? Song number yep, two? number two. Interesting. It's, you know... They, they've teased it so much, and I, I feel like Load and Reload don't get enough play at shows. No, they do not. They do not. I, I, I think they need to bring out more of it. I think they should do a whole tour of just Load and Reload. Maybe when we get the box sets. Yeah. <laughs> Those will be the box sets I'm actually super excited about. I mean, like you know, like I said, I kept I kept changing. I was like, oh, I'll do this song. I'm like, oh, I'll do this song. And I, you know, because it, you're just overthinking stuff, you know, because it's like you like this one or you like that one. You know how it is. It's whatever you're in the mood for that day, you know. Right. It's yeah. It's so difficult to, and you can't. It's. I mean, we're not. I don't think anybody should be expected to stick with what they're going to pick because it's going to change. Even during the seasons, it'll change. So if it's raining outside, it's going to be different. Uh, so, all right. So that's question number one. So question number two, if you had to remove one album from the discography, and it can't be Garage Days or Lulu, what would it be? Um, another tough choice. I mean, not. I, I mowed this over back and forth. I, so I'm going to have to go been... stand here. Oh, you took the easy way out, Jason. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 just saying that because that's probably the album that I have the least top favorite songs on. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a good album. I do like that album a lot. But as as opposed to like top songs that I can hear all the time. You know that one doesn't have as many strong. I feel, but it's it's definitely a good album. That's another. That's yet another one that doesn't get enough airplay. Not at all. Well, then you get um, a pass that, from us. Then <laughs> that that question has 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 been one of the most controversial ones we've got answers to for sure. Yeah, it's a tough one, and that's why yeah, we it, have it, to it say definitely was. I mean, you know, because I was like. I was going through the list of the songs and I'm like, oh man, it's, it's tough. 
Yep, I agree. For sure. But that's why we also had to say you can't remove Lulu because then everybody would just pick Lulu. <laughs> well, we could have said Lulu days. This would have been combined. <laughs> right? Ew. <laughs> um, okay. Question number three. And this can be interpreted however you'd like. Um, what is your favorite or what has been your favorite Metallica experience? Um, I'd say probably top experience would be, you know, seeing all my friends at the shows and just meeting people from all over the world and reuniting in different cities and everything as far as that, like pre-parties and then just at the shows and after the shows and even like on off days, how we just get together and just do, you know, take over bars and clubs and all that stuff. Hard, hard rock cafes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and I mean, as far as concert wise, I would say uh, 2019 when I did the hardwired experience in Indianapolis, meeting yeah. the band, you know, everybody's met the band, you know, here and there, random times they met James or Lars or, but that was the first time I've ever met any of them. And it was all of them at once. And that was just something I'll never forget. Yeah, it's a good day. Um, it's not one I've even begun to forgot. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a lot of money, granted, but it's not like I'm going to do it 10 times when they tour again or something, you know? It's worth every fucking penny if you ask me. Yeah, because, you know, I, I feel like they weren't in a hurry. They just took their time talking to you and everybody was real chill and they signed all kinds of stuff for you or just whatever and you know, of course, Lars was probably the most chat. Oh, yeah. That's Lars, though. He loves to talk. You know, I, I showed him I had a black ticket. And he just, you know, he couldn't get over that. And he was asking me about cities that I've done and everything. And he was really interested in that. And I just told him, you know, how, how much all the fans love the black ticket idea. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because we need it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'll be nice if they did that again. I mean, we don't save some money. You you think about it, you pay one twenty five to two hundred. Oh, I think they needed that black ticket when they did the stadium tours when the tickets were so expensive. Yeah, that would have been nice. I don't I'd see why they. Sorry, go ahead. I'd have definitely done more shows if I'd have had that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look at all the look at all the fun we had. We got to talk to uh, Big Mick in Miami at our hotel. That was cool. That was fucking awesome. That was a, a top ten moment for me. Just hearing the yeah. stories and hanging out. With I mean, him. He, he talked to us for like just two hours, just sitting outside, just about all kinds of stories, not just Metallica. He was telling us about you know Slipknot and shit, stuff like that, and it's. It's something else, man. Literally every single one of these that we've done, for anybody that's seen them multiple times, that's usually the answer. It's the band's awesome and the show experience is awesome, but it ends up peeing back off of or taking a second seat to the family and hanging out with everybody before and after and all that stuff. So it's just really cool. And it's something that I think we've all extremely missed and are very much excited to get back. And we're not going to jinx it. So, right. it's yeah, been too goddamn long. 
Because, I mean, you know, think about it. Once we're back up going, it's going to be over two years since S&M. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you what, buddy. The second I see you, you're getting a fat-ass kiss on the mouth. <laughs> Better buy me dinner first. Done. Dude, and a drink. For hey, sure. Just not, that, just not that sweet tea from Atlanta at that place we went to. <laughs> I'll buy you a pink drink, buddy. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> what is what's the what's the sweet tea story oh god it was terrible uh some 24-hour diner in uh atlanta we went to after the atlanta show Oof. that bad huh yeah yikes it, it looked like um just country tap water with with a spoon and ice in it <laughs> One way to put it. Ew, gross. Uh, something we've added. I don't know if he included this question or not, but I'm sure you nope, just because I forgot about it. That's okay. This will be just off the top of your head. So let's say you're asked um, if you could pick one song that is guaranteed to happen at the 40th anniversary. What would it be, and why is it now that we're dead, so that you can hear those drums just one more time? <laughs> oh man that's a tough one uh, I'd probably have to go for Fixer good choice my man that's been the second person to say that that'd be my choice as well I mean just it, is it probably ever really going to happen no no. just like Escape that's probably never going to happen again but at least we got to see it once. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. if it doesn't happen again because we can all three say we were there. So, yeah. well, see, that was the thing. Um, I was at both Orion's and I didn't know Blake and you guys then. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we saw each other and never even knew it. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Like, like I remember seeing Josh and I didn't know him at that point, but it's hard to forget a motherfucker that, that's that tall. Yeah, and looks the way he does, and has the spikes on your on his, on the vest, you know. So, pretty intimidating looking dude. Yeah, I remember looking at him and being like, "Wow, he's probably best an dudes, man. He is the fucking best. I love him to death. I mean, you know, just how um, just feel so much in the family. Like you go somewhere and somebody's driving somewhere. Hey, you know, jump in with me, or we're going here. Just you know, let's split an Uber, let's do whatever, you know. Not like, oh, I don't know you. You're not getting it with me or, you know. Right. Yep. And it's it's amazing for sure. I'm excited to to finally hopefully get that back soon. So, I mean, it, you know, that's the thing. I'm probably more excited to see everybody in that than the actual show. I mean, my first show is going to be Atlanta. So, I know Atlanta's probably going to be a basically greatest hits thing but yeah i i'm fine with that it's just a matter of seeing everybody you know yeah. I, i'm definitely excited to see everybody more than i am the show and i i don't know how you guys feel but when we did the montreal the by request i feel like they definitely dropped the ball i mean we got injustice for all but everything else was like greatest hits yeah i mean we got lords yeah. of summer Lord yeah, of Summer. The, yeah, I forget we had that. Yeah, that was when they had that 
big old beach ball on the stage that was hitting people. Yeah, that motherfucker was huge. <laughs> yeah, those Bobber Quest shows, man, like it was so frustrating to watch the like the songs just tick up and down and inner sandman being at the top and one and nothing else matters this is like what what is this like who the who's... fuck wants to see them <laughs> i mean you know we we should have known it was coming because so many people go that don't go to shows like we do so yeah i forget everybody's not as cool as we are right I, I'm really surprised, though, that Fixture didn't make it onto a set list. I am, too. I know it got close in one of the European sets, but it never made it to the breaking threshold. Yeah. Who's to say that wasn't, quote-unquote, tampered with? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that one wouldn't surprise me. I was surprised that they managed to get um, uh, Freight in. Yeah, yeah. I I, I'm that, pretty sure I got freight ends in Quebec that, that weekend in 2015, too. Just keep rubbing it in. God Dang damn it, man. Unforgiven, too. Like, St. Anger. Yeah. All the shit we want to see. Jason's done it. <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, man. Oh, so uh, yeah. me and Tyler were talking, and um, – if at all possible, when we go to the Hollywood show, we're going to try and drive up or drive down and eat those ribs again. Oh, yeah. Um, was that rock, rock and, and roll, roll ribs? ribs? Yeah. Tyler wasn't with us for that one, so I'm going to have to show him how good those motherfuckers were. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. What What was that in? That was in um, was that right outside Miami. Oh, was it? Okay. I couldn't remember if it was there or like up by Orlando or something or – now, we were headed to Miami from Orlando, and it was about 20 minutes outside of Miami. Oh, okay. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, man, I appreciate you uh, coming on and spending some time with us. It is obviously, like we've said, been way too long. So hopefully Wait. this is just a, a starter conversation that we can finish in – three months in person in person yeah I'm, I'm just i hopefully nothing happens to these shows i mean yeah that'll be the biggest bummer of a lifetime because for one i didn't have tickets to any of the festivals in 2020 so i didn't get hit with that but this one just seems like it would hurt much much worse because it's already been so long and the anticipation's growing every day, so. Well, see, I had tickets to all five of the festivals in 2020. So oh. they went at, when they got X'd, I, you know, I, I took the refund for most of them, and then um, I ended up rolling over Aftershock, but then after hearing everything else, I decided to get rid of my Aftershock, so. Dang. That's wild. I think, Blake, weren't you going to try to go to at least one of those in 2020? Uh, we were going to do Kentucky, I believe, at one point in time. Yeah. Yeah, because they were supposed to do, um, what, Columbus, Ohio, too? For Yeah, 
whatever Rock on the Range became. I forget what it's called. Sonic Temple or something like that. Yeah, Sonic Temple. We were going to shoot for that one. Yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, (laughs) It was like James went to rehab, and that's what started 2020, I think. I mean, he really just (laughs) did not start the year off correctly. Yeah, well, I did have some Metallica related in 2020. I went to the um, the wedding band thing that uh, Kirk Hammett and Rob Trujillo did in uh, Columbia, Columbia, South Carolina. That was pretty cool to see. I didn't know you were yeah. at that show. Yeah, yeah, I went to that one, and that was just like like spur of the moment, like within. A couple weeks before the show, I decided to go, and little did I know that would be it for two fucking years. Right. No kidding. It was like literally like a couple days before. Yeah. I mean, it was like right. It was like right after that show happened. Everything just started closing down, and that. And you know, I did the the VIP with Kirk Hammock and that, and. Where he signed a picture, you got to talk to him for a second and all that. It was pretty cool. But yeah, who knew? Or not sure. us. Not us. I mean, and there was out of the family, there was probably like maybe ten or twelve of us there because Josh and Steph from North Carolina were in there, and then the Vikings were there, and Austin from New York was there, and. Vikings are always hanging around somewhere. Oh, yeah. And apparently there is so famous that, like, was it the mayor was trying to figure out where they were? I I just hope, you know, with all these shows coming up that all the borders open up because what are what's everybody going to do if they can't even get in and they have tickets to all these shows, like the 40th and everything like that? I mean, is there a chance that the 40th might end up being – Half empty or what? Because people just can't get in or? I could not fucking imagine if the 40th was half empty. Dude, yeah, that'd be something else, man. Because you know that half of them had to go overseas. Like, because that's exactly what happened to SNM2 night two. Like, it was very mixed. Um, So, I can't imagine it not being that way again. Well, it's funny you say that. Uh, SNM night one, remember, that was the ticket I sold to you. Well, I upgraded my ticket, and I was actually the row right behind the VIP boxes. And down in front of me was this lady and her husband. And about two or three songs in, she passed out. She was sleeping (laughs) the entire time. Oh, my gosh. I was just looking for something to throw at her, but I didn't have anything. So I was just shaking my head like, are you serious? That's so dumb. I I think there were a lot of seats that were like that. They got hogged up by season ticket holders and money bags that were just like, right. yeah, we'll go. You know, like those, uh, even there's some uh, Metallica 40th shows, those platinum seats for that are like, you know, $2,000 a ticket for both Shoot. nights and all that. That's insane. Somebody buy them. No. Not me. It'd be that lady that fell asleep. That's who bombed. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did see some for Hollywood. They're front row right off the floor. They're I think they're twenty six hundred a piece. Freaking deal. See, you can you can buy floor tickets off StubHub for five hundred bucks. But see the the way the tickets are now, I I don't know how no. it's gonna. Work. What I, I've looked into because my mom wants to go to this show and she's gonna buy a resale ticket. The only tickets that are like what you're talking about is for the 40th, those are non transferable, but right. the ones for the Hollywood show are transferable after oh. a certain date. Yeah, well, rem- if you remember, um, they said SM2 weren't transferable, but a couple days before that, they made them they got- transferable, right. So I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I mean, it would be nice if they weren't just because to keep them out of scalpers' hands. But yeah, you know. yeah. And I would and not I, wanna... I absolutely I absolutely hate all the fees and stuff associated with tickets. I mean, yeah, it's a motherfucker. It's it's beyond me. I don't I don't get it. You do, you know, you got service fee and convenience fee and facility and tax and low job fee and yeah I, I don't get all that <laughs> and you're not even getting a ticket in the mail it's on your dang mobile app right like, i mean usually, come on, usually what i do i pay the extra like three to four dollars or whatever just to get the hard ticket to have it you know right but now it's like even snm2 the one night you couldn't even do it you could only do digital so it was like you had to basically screenshot it and print it out on some cardstock or something. I, I've I've never been that way. Even like going to shows like in Chicago and that, I'll always get a regular ticket. I don't like those printed home things because what happens if you're trying to rush in and that thing malfunctions or right, whatever. You printed it out wrong and it fucking won't scan or some shit. <laughs> right. You know, or they're they're reader thing isn't working right or something or they're fucking shit up and causing you to lose a rail spot i I get that let me tell you there is no faster way to go from zero to pissed off than you're standing (laughs) at a gate and some ticket reader isn't working or they can't operate a machine and you're like about to go off on somebody and all the other lines are moving and yours isn't well, you know, funny you bring that up. If you, um, next time you talk to Austin, if you ask him about it, when we went into Webster Hall and we go in and he gives his name and then they're like, well, I can't find you on the list. And then they're oh, trying to fumble around and all these people are behind me and I'm, I'm about to blow a gasket. Yeah. Austin, just like, calm down, calm down. I- yeah. Uh, Jason angry is not a fun thing to see. I've seen it a time or two. Um, I so wouldn't you, want to be on the receiving end of it. It was only like names on a list kind of thing. Well, some of it was, but you know, other people had hard tickets, but some people didn't. It was it was really strange. I don't I don't get how they did that. It's what the French call a clusterfuck, is what it sounds like. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I, yeah, there's no faster way to get oh didn't something like that happen to us in Birmingham because yes, but it had nothing to do with the tickets. They just wouldn't open the dang door. 
Oh yeah, that? we saw people walking in. Yeah, I remember that. Dude, like it was not early admission. These were people that had general admission tickets. It was time to open the door, and then for whatever reason, they would not open that side of the stadium. These security people got an earful. It was not. I good. mean, I, I was I was literally ready to like mold some people. I was just gonna shove them aside and just go. Yeah, I don't see them stopping you. No, they they didn't have enough security there. (laughs) Absolutely not. For sure. Well, guys, it's it's about that time. So I'm going to wrap it up right here. But I I do appreciate you coming on and and, uh, spending some time with us, man. And uh, hopefully. No problem, man. Happy to be here with you guys. We're definitely happy to have you. Anniversary party. It's so cute. I'll get you flowers next time I see you since I missed our yeah. anniversary. One little candle and everything that it pops you. out and sings. Done. Jason gets to his hotel in Atlanta. There's little mints on the bed. Rose petals <laughs> to the bathtub. I got you, boo-boo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. Before we go, I'm going to – there's one more thing I got to hear from you before we go, and it's going to be our exit. Uh, can you can you do me a favor and just you probably know what I'm about to ask you to say. Blake, you want you want to give him an example? Um, Jason, would you care to give us the she? Hey. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for listening to a complete episode of the Metal Dads Podcast. We appreciate you spending your time with us. If you enjoy what we're doing around here, please leave us a review on the Apple iTunes Store and on Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, you should follow us on our socials. That's on Facebook and Instagram, Metal Dads Podcast. Uh, we'd like to have you on the show, so send us an email or contact us at metalladadspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for listening.